Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for I-10 Wired Radio, brought to you by IT Gulf Coast, Florida West, and App River. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith Everett here, broadcasting live from the BRX studios here in Pensacola. This is I-10 Wired Radio, and I have Alan Richard and Jim Buran are around the table with me to talk about security. And not like physical not like bouncer physical, security, not, but no, not physical like security. cyber life cycle of your data, all that good stuff, right? Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, so Jim, you, you said this in when we were just talking, and I think it's a good way to kick this off, but this is about the life cycle of the information. Of information. So elaborate for us because I don't think people are grasping all of that. Life cycle of information. Well, information is born. It's either born electronically or on hard copy or it's converted from hard copy to electronic. But at some point in time, information is born. It's born in an organization. And then you need to manage that information through its life cycle. Depending on what that information is, you may have legal requirements to retain that information for a certain period of time. If it's created electronically and or on hard copy, you may have to retain it. You may want to retain it just as uh, information for posterity for the, the business. It might be some initial incorporation type documents and information drawings that, you know, spun off a new project. So you might want to keep that for historical stuff. But most information, if it's HR, accounting, tax, has legislation that warrants how long a business needs to keep and retain that information. If you retain it longer than needed, that also can put you in liability. So what it's about is, once that information is created, how do we protect it? How do we protect it when we um, store it electronically or hard copy? When we transfer it to someone else remotely? Yeah. Um, you have um, the training of employees in protecting that information, employees that work remotely or work offsite or work out of that country. And a lot of this information obviously today is transported, you know, electronically. So that's where App River comes into play with that information. And then finally, eventually you have the end of life of that information. Well, that information is no longer useful or no longer needs to be retained. How do you properly um, destroy that? Yeah. And most led in, in the U.S. were heavily legislated from a variety of different um, laws, starting with Sarbanes-Oxley to so, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you do and you'll clean it up. Yeah, what exactly. is that called? Sarbanes-Oxley is okay. the first information management protection law that was out there. Most people are most familiar with HIPAA. You've been yeah, to the doctor's sure. office, you've signed that form. So if you talk about a, a privacy law for maintaining privacy of information, mm-hmm. most people will be familiar with HIPAA. But there are, are a lot of laws and legislation out there that pertains to business from financial documents, which, you know, basically the the biggest breach in information started with the Enron scandal mm-hmm. back, you know, when we were much, yeah. much younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, right? <laughs> so that's what I'm, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, and that's cool. I think I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, when people think Gilmore Services, I think of the end of life, right? But you're right. There's data all day long through, mm-hmm. and it has its own life cycle, which I just thought was a very unique way of looking at it. So, And that's sort of kind of where you can jump in here, right? Because you guys protect it. Right. Through the majority of, of its cycle, whether it's creation or transfer. Or- exactly. So a lot of people... N- haven't really heard about App River. Even people locally yeah. I've run into that don't really know about App River or what we do. You guys are very quiet in that building. Over we there. are very in, quiet. in the breeze. <laughs> yeah, we are very quiet in the breeze. Although I do, I, I do have to say I've noticed in the last couple of days, and I don't know if this is part of 2017 or what, but um, 
you know, you guys conveniently are located sort of on the turnoff of from the beach. So you have this awesome little walking path. Right. Right. And so I've noticed more and more, and I've seen Beth actually a couple of times and honked at her, but I've noticed more and more, more appropriate. They have the, the, you all have your, the your name badges, tags, the yeah, name your badges. badges on and you're, and you're walking around. My daughter and I, the other day were driving home. I was like, man, they sure do walk a lot. And there's, she was like, yeah, it's probably 2017. They get healthy kind of thing. And I was <laughs> like, well, you know, they, meetings. yeah, I was like, you know, it's, it's actually a really good idea. Cause you guys, so you guys get out of the office. I, I just, I, well, I we do. That. I mean, it's interesting. It, it, App River has a really interesting setup because we have developers there that develop our own internal UIs and our internal services. And uh, so there's a lot of actual planning and working that goes on when people are out working. So it's... uh, it's, Well, that's what I figured. It looked like meetings or, you know, counseling sessions (laughs) or (laughs) something productive. It wasn't just walking, but I thought it was very unique. But yeah, you guys are very quiet over there. Yeah, we are, you know, and and, uh, just to give a little background, just for people that don't really know, App River started back in 2002. Uh, Mike Murdoch and Joel Smith were the founders and we started, we've grown now, we're started, I came on in 2007, so it's uh, been 10 years now, and we have over 250 employees now. We have an That's office crazy. in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, uh, we have an office in uh, Barcelona, Spain, an office in Austin, and one in Atlanta as well. So uh, we do different things in different locations, but we started off with spam and virus protection, right? So because 10 years ago, uh, Joel Smith saw the need of email Security, right. you know, people, spammers that would send things to your email. Uh, and the goal was to get you to click on them mm-hmm. or business disruption, right? So the email needed to be protected. And that's where App River came into play when we rolled out our Securetide spam and virus right. service 10 years ago was to protect your email. Uh, as things have grown, then App River has grown as well to widen our breadth of services. So not only now can we protect your email, but we can host your email. Yeah. In our data, we have data centers that are protected by our secure tide. And we also provide the email encryption services, which is a big thing now. Yeah. So more and more, our partners who resell our services come to us and they say, I have a client uh, that needs to protect their email. They are a doctor or they're in insurance or they are in law or they are in some type of industry that works with protected right. data with your data with so, your account number what does it mean to be to have your email encrypted i i think like the old like james bond movies right where you get the you see the guy on the computer and the message comes through and it's a whole bunch of letters and numbers and stuff and then he hits the magic button and all of a sudden it's the cool message that tells you where the hidden right. treasure is is that well, kind of how it works well it it, it if you send an email, and there's there's a big misunderstanding out right now where people think that just because they send an email uh, that it's only seen by the individual user or right. the recipient, and it's not. When you send your email out over the Internet, it's like sending a postcard out of the mailbox. And there's people out on the Internet that are trying to see what is on that postcard, and all they have to do is flip it over. So if you have email that you're sending out and it is intended for a sole individual recipient and only needs to be read by that person, then what we are able to provide through CypherPost Pro is a system where that end user is readily identified as the only recipient to Mm -hmm. receive that email and only they can open it. There's a little bit of a process where they have to verify their identity, but other than that, they are the only ones that are going to be able to open that. And that's through encryption technology, very similar to what you would use uh, in a banking website. Okay. So does this, how does this make it easy for the user? Like for me, like, do I have to worry about the other people 
verifying themselves all day long? No. So the way CypherPost Pro mm-hmm. works is uh, there's an app on your phone. If you wanted to use it on an Apple phone or you can use it through an Outlook plugin. We don't which use is, that word around here. We don't use that no, word? we don't use that word around here. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, the preferred method is through an Outlook plugin where people can go and they can choose to select an email, yep. uh, secure it, and they press the send secure and it goes out encrypted. Uh, and the end user will receive an email and then say, hey, you have received a secure message. And if <laughs> this they, is not spam, this is not spam. <laughs> and the nice thing about our CypherPost Pro program is that it actually will brand it for the sender. So if your company is sending out something, right. when the recipient gets it, it will have your brand on it. So the recipient will look and say, hey, I'm doing business with this person right. or this person said it was coming. So it's not. It's not a totally surprise or catches them off guard. Right. So they go in, they enter their email address, they create a password, and then they have access to that portal so they can see their message and they can reply to it. So the entire thread will be encrypted. Very cool. I had no idea that's how that worked. Yeah, it's very I cool. I just thought it like jumbled it all up and then spit it back <laughs> out on the other end. So. They just have to verify who they are. Yeah. So, and I had no idea that, you know, you're right. When you When you hit send, right, you think it's gone. Just as much as when you hit save, you, you hope it's there on the drive. But had no idea that uh, obviously it's it's through the air, right? So right. It's, it can be grabbed just like your cell phone signal or anything else. Absolutely, it can. Not that Big Brother's doing any of that, or, or never. No, no. So, all right. So, what about 2017? Where where are, has there been any new legislation, or there is there anything else new that that we didn't leave December with? Well, uh, state of Florida a year ago, and I don't think the. Um, the information is readily available or people are really paying much attention to it when they um, or know how to pronounce it. it. What they did with their data protection law is made a little bit of a change, which is kind of drastic. If it, um, if you can identify even a portion of your name with information like Jim or Baron, not together, it is considered personally identifiable information. So if you have an address and it's Jim, that's personally identifiable information. Okay, so if I had my street address and just my first name, right. that's considered personally identifiable, personally identifiable informa- information that needs to be protected. Prior to that, it was a full name. So simple things like that can really uh, add to the training aspect of what employees have to be familiar with. Yeah, we, you know, you look at what App River is doing, you look what Gilmore does. There's a lot of services out there to protect your information. But the key piece to doing that is <laughs> policies, procedures, and training. <laughs> and I think that's what companies forget. We we buy this great app. We hire Gilmore Services. We do all this. But we don't sit down and say, when an employee is hired, here's our policies. Right. Here's our procedures. And we're going to review and train this on a yearly basis. And where that comes into play is if something happens. Yeah. Let's say you have all the great services in place and if something gets out, someone's credibility is damaged, and you get yourself into a lawsuit. If you end up in a court of law, one of the first things an attorney is going to ask are, let's see your company policies, procedures, and how you train your employees and protecting the information. Yeah. Well, you know, we got this cool app. Well, <laughs> you know, Jim, and I think you're right, because when we talk to our partners, a lot of times we they're reselling our services. But at the end of the day, what it really all comes back to is what did you train your employees to do? Did you train them that if an email looks suspicious to not click on the link? Right. Correct. Did you train them where if you, the CEO of your company sends you an email to the finance, the CFO and ask them to wire $100,000 to this person, did you verify with that CFO? Right. Because that's a lot of what we're seeing now in mm-hmm. the virus industry, in the, in the malware 
are these um, the spear phishing and the proxy emails? Well, somebody will get your email address, right? And we've had it happen several times. And they'll use your email address as the CEO and they'll send it to the CFO and say, hey, I need $150,000 wired to mm-hmm. this person. And guess what? The CEO did not send that email. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden the company's out a lot of money. Yeah. Right? You can you can get all the protection you want, but it really comes down to the... the don't, don't click this, right? <laughs> right. It is. It's a layered protection. Yeah, I mean, correct. you can't just do one. So that's where AppRiver comes into play when we are when we talk about layered security. We layer security, like around your spam and virus, around your email. Uh, secure serve from a high-level network protection to protect your network. Then encrypting the email if you're sending out email uh, that is going to be insensitive in nature. And then archiving. So if you're in an industry that is... Uh, needing to be compliant in nature or you're needing regulatory compliance, then uh, yeah. email archiving. And then a simple policy. What emails have to be encrypted when they're sent out? And exactly. Employees and training on which ones have to be encrypted or do you encrypt everything? Well, I was going to say, so yeah. shouldn't you encrypt them all? I mean, at, at, at what point at, do you go overboard and what point is reasonable? Well, well, you know, a lot of things, a lot of like CypherPost Pro and even Exchange now has features which called data loss prevention. So your email is automatically scanned and you can set up policies for your internal business use that will say if the email has this. So let's say it has a birth date or it has something that looks like a birth date or it looks like an account number or a social security number. It will either automatically encrypt that message or it can send it to an administrator and have the administrator review the message to decide what needs to be done with it. So there's policies in place with data loss protection. And and the thing is, is what we've seen, I'm sure you've seen it as well, Jim, is there's a lot of businesses out there that don't want to take the effort to get moving in this. Correct. It's too much work. I don't want to do it. And they don't think that it's going to bite them, and it winds up biting them. Correct. So, exactly. okay, but, but is it a lot of work? Cause you're right. It sounds like it. I mean, here, you know, we got to get set up. We've got to, well, it let may the not be that much of a work. It, sometimes it's more of an economic issue where people right. don't want to spend the money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't want to spend eight or nine dollars a month per mailbox for email encryption. Right. It's insurance. They don't, they don't see yeah. the risk. It hasn't affected them before. So they say, well, I don't need to buy that policy. Well, I that, always go back to email the, take care of all that stuff for you. <laughs> I just go back to, <laughs> you know, most of us own homes and we have, homeowner's insurance, right. and we have a fire policy, right? And what's the likelihood that we're going to have a fire? Okay, not... Hopefully know, not as high, probably not as high as having your email Exactly, jacked, right? exactly. So when you put in perspective there, what we're talking about, the programs that are offered here, is, it's an insurance <clears throat> program. And, you know, people need to understand that, you know, the, the the minor costs that those programs going to be are going to save you in the long run yeah. if you have a catastrophe. Well, I think the other thing that people, you know, you hear about it in the news a lot because uh, over the past election cycle, email has been in the news a lot. Um, but sometimes there are people in businesses that really forget that there are black hats out there and they can get your information and your information, your account number is worth a lot mm-hmm. to these people. And that's how they make their money and that's right. how they make their living off of you. So your information is not just information. It is valuable cash profit for people. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to protect it just like you had stuff in the lockbox in the bank 30 years ago. Correct. And, and they still have those, fine. by the way. No, they do. And it's they just do. not financial information. One of the most outrageous types of identity theft is medical identity theft. Yeah. If someone can get a hold of an account and go see a doctor 
or go get treatment under you, that could alter your course of treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, think about, you know, that as a, a problem versus, you know. Well, you know, know, even at App River, when even internally with us, if we're emailing with our HR department, we will use CypherPost Pro, our email encryption, even when we're internal. Yeah. Because that email that is coming from our HR department to our employees is intended for that individual employee, not intended for any other employee. Right. So we have to do it ourselves. And um, not going to use any company names, but I needed to change my address because we recently moved. So to do that, we use a outsource company for mm-hmm. our, our HR and I needed to send them my new address. And on the form, they wanted me to email or fax it. They wanted my social security number. Right. Which is change, a little weird. To yeah. To change an address. Yeah. So here's a simple thing I did. I gave them. By the way, I, I need yours in order to be on the show. <laughs> just, just so you know, that was a that was a prerequisite. I forgot to ask you for. <laughs> and this happened when even when the same type of situation happened when my daughter was I had to sign her, you know, co-sign her lease. So I what I did is I just put the last four digits. I put xxx right. dot dash xx dash in the last four digits, and I said I'm uncomfortable emailing or faxing you my social yeah. security number. If this is something you absolutely need. To change my address, call me. Right. Right. Did they call? <laughs> no. Yeah. They changed my address. And, and yeah. that's one thing that you can also do. I mean, this is for people sort of need a to question things. Exactly. When I go into a doctor's office, a new doctor's office, or like you were saying, Jim, and they're asking me for my social security number, I just put on there upon request. Yeah. You know, why? <laughs> you know? yeah. why? Uh, there's yeah. a lot of places I just don't put that anymore. Right. You, they, you just don't need it. Exactly. Or it's probably already in your system. Right. Right. And we're talking about a, a technology world now and all this without any theft, and they're still asking for yeah. that. Yeah. It's a simple thing as changing an address. So let's talk about this object right here. And for those that can't see, this That's is not a coffee this cup. This is not an Apple <laughs> iPhone. No, it's, it's not. not a coffee cup. <laughs> but I mean, this is it, right? This is the common denominator now. Oh, this absolutely. Is, this is the ground zero for every human being when it comes to the digital age. I, absolutely. I, I absolutely yes. believe. Where does the protection with this start in any of the worlds that you all live in? Like, are we shredding these? Yes. Are you really? Mm-hmm. As long as the battery's out. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that's I would. I, that's a uh, good idea. One, you know, our belief is any information that's stored electronically yep. on whatever the device it is. If it's a computer hard drive, it's a flash drive, it's a computer backup tape, it's a CD, um, information on a cell phone. Um, there's absolutely ways to you know, degauss mm-hmm. and that, but we believe physical destruction is the ultimate way in sure. destroying that information. Burn and that's it, what baby. we sell. That's what we sell <laughs> and that's what we Shred promote. It. And that's our belief. And that's, you know, yeah. if, if you truly want it to be gone forever, you know, physical destruction, in our opinion, uh, is the ultimate way yeah. of destroying that information so that's no longer needed. On the ground floor of, of just where security stands on a basic computer, laptop, and a basic phone, is is your email more vulnerable on a phone, or is it all the same? Well, I think it really depends on what you're what you're looking at as far as your email. Like for my on my phone, uh, my email is actually most people when they have a mobile device, uh, it is connected. It connects to the Exchange server, so mm-hmm. your email doesn't actually come unless you're using. Gmail or Outlook, but if you're using an enterprise grade mm-hmm. system, your email actually goes to the email server and then your phone through ActiveSync will connect with the Exchange server right. and it will replicate your email. And so when you send an email, it doesn't actually go out through your phone. Your phone sends it to the Exchange server and then sends it out. 
So there's a lot of things that people are doing now. Uh, a lot of companies are having mobile device management uh, come in. For, you know, years and years ago, there were companies that would actually buy the phones for their for their uh, yeah. employees. Yeah. Now it's like bring your own device, BYOD, but there's a mobile device management where they can actually manage your device. And yeah, uh, so I had that with one of the company larger corporations I worked with, and it was kind of scary. Yeah, I needed to have the, their email on my phone. But at any given time, they could swipe or wipe or completely absolutely disassemble. Number and it, five. it goes and back. It's not cool, right? It goes back to your handling <clears throat> their information. Yeah, and if you're but handling then that gave their them the right to all of mine, absolutely, which is, it does. Was not cool, you know. Right. So, but but ultimately, still vulnerable in every way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's the difference? So you were saying when you when you use a what, what's the server you call where it stays there? An exchange server. An exchange as opposed right. to like a Gmail or right. direct. What it, when it does that, it goes directly to? Right. So the server is still housed in Gmail. So Gmail will host your email. Okay. And your phone connects to Gmail. Right. The question is, what is the security protocol for Gmail? Right. Um, Exchange is not, if you're using an Exchange server that's hosted in your own internal house, let's say you have an Exchange server in your closet mm-hmm. or in your bathroom mm-hmm. or whatever, and you have an Exchange server that's hosted, right? And this is one of the reasons why so many people have been moving to a hosted environment. Because when you have a company like AppRiver that hosts thousands of thousands of mm-hmm. email addresses in one data center, there's a global scale of protection that you have there right. that you don't have internally. Yeah. So we can protect your email on a much higher basis than you can on an internal. So we can protect it from, uh, for example, our hosted exchanges scans everything that comes in for spam and viruses and malware. Right. And it scans everything that you send out. So there's a protection there when you're when you're using your mobile devices. Right. All right. So if I'm weary and, and, and cheap <laughs> and, and really just give me like two of the most basic things that I could do to make sure that I'm more secure today than I was yesterday. Well, I think it goes down to one of the things that we talked about earlier. Uh, number one, if you don't recognize the person who's sending you an email, don't open it Yeah, and don't click it. You, you would be surprised how many things can be saved by that. Um, number two, uh, make sure that you are using a secure email system. Make sure that you're using, if you're using your business, then pay the extra money. If you don't have the money to invest in an internal infrastructure for email, mm-hmm. then find a good hosted company. I happen to know one. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> that will protect your email for a monthly subscription mm-hmm. that is very, very inexpensive. And it's worth it because you take yourself out of the risk of that scenario. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Jim? Well, the first um, is if you don't know, ask. Yeah. If um, if you're as an employee situation or someone's asking you for information and they're asking you for information that you feel uncomfortable in giving, ask. If you don't know what to do with the information when you no longer need it, ask. Ask your employer. You ask know your a guy? boss. Or <laughs> ask Gilmore Services. I think it comes down to you know PPT and E. You know policies, procedures, training yeah. employees. Yeah. And um, from a business standpoint, and I think a lot of businesses think about that as overwhelming. Now, policies don't have to be three 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 ring binders, yeah. and the procedures don't need to be. They can be done in a couple of pages. And to take the time on, if you're using a company like AppRiver or like Gilmore Services, they're your resources. Yeah, ask them. Say, you know, come in. 
you know, talk to us. You know, we've got to come in for a coffee, a, a lunch and learn, and let's just go over that. If you're using, um, you know, those types of companies, we either have the resources or we'll do it for you. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, uh, sort of like, and I say blank templates, but there's a lot of templates out there for Correct. some policies that, that are very effective. I mean, right. it's, it's not rocket science, Mm-mm. right? So very cool. Um, okay, so so what do you guys, you've got some stuff coming up, and I know it's April and it's a little ways yeah, it's away. Yeah, a long ways but, away. But it's, it's, it, and you've had some success with the other program we talked about last Correct. time. I want to talk yeah. about that. Um, coming up, um, the annual Shredathon. That is a joint venture between the Better Business Bureau, yeah. Channel 3 TV, Cat Country Radio and Gilmore Services. That'll be um, in April the 22nd, held at the fairgrounds. Um, and that's an opportunity for those that don't have means to get rid of um, old documents to bring them, and we'll be there shredding Can them. Can they bring the hard drives too? No, cannot bring hard drives. Okay. That is just strictly for Speaking paper. of that, have you ever heard the sound of a hard drive shredding? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm serious. Have you ever heard it? No, I haven't heard it, the hard drive. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's a little bone crunching, but bone it's kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of crunching. Um, so we've got that coming up, and then... The other program, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one, the one that uh, we, we talked about this last time you were on Correct. I ten. We introduced and so it actually prior to the I ten uh, Wired conference and had the flyers there. But we had set up certain dates throughout the the region, the I ten corridor, so to speak, um, for small businesses to get computer hard drives, you know, physically destroyed. Yep. And we set specific dates in you know Mobile, Tallahassee, Gulf Breeze, and Pensacola. Pensacola wraps it up tomorrow. But uh, after Pensacola, we'll have shredded uh, 731 hard drives. That's crazy. So, That's yeah. cool. All, all the small businesses all that didn't have, businesses. you know, thousands to shred at once. Correct, so. exactly. Wow. Yeah. So the guy that has one or the guy that has five, Correct. it made it easy for yep, them to get absolutely. rid of the information. Absolutely. A little bit safer than taking your 22 or your 45 to it. Like we, <laughs> we saw some, some guys bring, you yep. know. Um, place in a nice jar if they wanted. If they wanted. Exactly. <laughs> bring your own jar. <laughs> bring your own jar. <laughs> bring your own jar. <laughs> Very cool. Um, okay. So what about App River? Like where are you guys heading for 2017? You know, I think that what we're looking at is 2017 is we're continuing to ramp up as far as what we're seeing as email encryption. Now, obviously with the new administration coming into play, you know, well, this will be fun. This will be very <laughs> fun. It already is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about bringing your own. Uh, anyway, so um, we're, we're continuing to see uh, the legislation come into play for people yeah. to protect because the, the fact of the matter is, is that the, these issues that we have it's a personal are not responsibility going away. now, right? Right, it is. Yeah. And, and if you're handling other people's data, you have a responsibility to protect it. Yeah. And that's not a Republican or Democrat issue. That is the responsibility that you have as a business owner. Yeah. And as a business owner, you've sunk your hard work, your sweat, your tears, your investment into this business. And it can all be brought down with a single email. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, protect your data. Use people like Gilmore. Protect your email. Uh, use email encryption. Uh, use email archiving, you know, because when those, when for example, if Sarbanes-Oxley and HIPAA, those people come knocking at your door and they want to see your email, you better be able to provide them a, 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 uh, train of evidence or a pathway of what happens with your email. And that's where email archiving comes into play. Because with email archiving, they can actually see each individual email, who has touched it, who wrote it, who's opened it, who forwarded it, who received it. Anything that has to do with that email, that's what they're looking for. So email archiving is is something that we really didn't talk about a lot, but that's a, a major 
a yeah. major key to this now, as well. Doesn't it take a lot of data? I mean, doesn't it take up a lot of space to do all that? It does. Um, we use another company that we uh, we work with called Global Relay. They're leaders in the archiving industry, and they work with companies that are com- are required to be compliant mm-hmm. for regulatory purposes to sure. comply with SOX, Sorbonne-Oxley, HIPAA, SEC, FEC compliance. And they're like the Lamborghini of the archiving yeah. industry. Uh, they can retain up to 10 years of data and you can access it very easy to access through your Outlook toolbar or you can log into a separate website. Mm-hmm. They can do keyword searches. They can do random sampling. They can do a lot of different things. And uh, when AppRiver when we continue to look at expanding our product market, there was no need to reinvent the wheel. Sure. Right. Sure. So when you've got a company out there like Global Relay who provides top notch archiving service. Collaboration, baby. There you go. <laughs> I'm a strong proponent for it. So, um, okay. So if anybody's interested in either one of the services that you two offer, let's give them a place to go website. Or, uh, easiest way for us is to go to appriver.com. Uh, if you are a business and, uh, you need email archiving, email hosting, email protection, um, you know, you can come to us. If you're out of the area, then we have partners and resellers that can help you on a hands-on implementation. And uh, we can get you to one of our resellers and help you out if you need that help. Very cool. Jim? Simplest way is gilmoreservices.com. And again, it's not only the paper document shredding. We have the information destruction services from electronic storage media to paper documents. We have the records and retentions program where we can store information, mm-hmm. um, both bolted uh, storage as well as regular storage, and then the conversion, uh, converting any paper documents to electronic documents. Yeah. Do you guys got the big machine that does all that? Yes. Kind of <laughs> yep. Feed it in. Exactly. Yeah. And do you guys do you guys do moving stuff too, right? Yes. You'll help have, offices move yep, their we data, do. right? We, uh, we were founded in 1955 as a moving and storage company, a service we still offer today. So we can move your office across town, or if you just need to have some desks or file cabinets um, yep. moved internally, we can do that. Break our back, not yours. Oh, it's sold. <laughs> Collaboration. That's it. Collaboration. So, one right, worker's comp claim. <laughs> I want to thank you both for coming in today and hanging out on, uh, on I 10 Wired Radio. And, uh, guys, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, obviously through the App River. You can find us through Pensacola Business Radio. Um, pretty much I 10 Wired is everywhere. So just get used to it and look us up, right? There you go. All right. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. This show is brought to you by IT Gulf Coast, Florida West, and App River. If you are interested in sponsoring I-10 Wired Radio, please call 850-288-9959.